0: I am Matthew Scott and welcome to the Police and Crime podcast. You can subscribe and get this podcast wherever you would normally listen to them. Please leave a good review or a like for the podcast as it helps other people find them. You can find all the links and more to my social media and the podcast at matthewscott.org.uk. Today I've had my quarterly performance and delivery board meeting with the Chief Constable, Tim Smith, This is where I discharge publicly and openly my duty to hold the Chief Constable to account for the performance of Kent Police and his delivery uh, against my police and crime plan. We have these meetings streamed, so thank you to everyone uh, who did join us uh, for the meeting and saw it live. There will be some clips of the meeting made available uh, via YouTube and other platforms uh, subsequently so you can see some of the discussions. Uh, that we've had, but I just going to want to provide an update on some of the issues that we discussed today. Some of the good news which is uh, coming out of Kent Police in some of the initiatives which they are pursuing uh, and how you can influence those things as members of the public in terms of uh, surveys and my community voice. Uh, so some of the big news uh, from the meeting today, uh, public contact was a key focus from the meeting um, I asked specifically for a paper on public contact at this meeting so we could review in its widest sense all forms of interaction between the force and the public and how easy it was for uh, members of the public to contact and get in touch with Kent Police. So we looked at our force control room, uh, the 999 and 101 calls, uh, digital public contact but we also had a look at some other service areas as well where uh, people need to uh, access services from Kent Police. So particularly. At firearms licensing, which I know uh, people raise with me periodically, things like subject access requests uh, and vetting as well. So we look at public contact and service to the public uh, in its widest possible sense. But of course the biggest focus is usually around uh, the force control, room, which is the public's biggest contact with Kent Police. It's the, the place where you go to report a crime or antisocial behaviour and where you will pro- predominantly uh, go in your time of, of need. Uh, we see a tremendous amount of demand coming into the force control room uh, and there have been some challenges in there um, towards the midland uh, end of last year uh, we had substantial numbers of people who were um, giving up uh, reporting to kent police because the queues for 101 were, were too long uh, the waiting times were too long uh, and those were two challenges i felt which were Uh, important to address for trust and confidence for legitimacy uh, and access to uh, victim support the chief at the time um, he uh, put some extra resources in there we saw some police officers being put in there as well we've seen some over recruitment of uh, police staff going into the force control room uh, and we have seen some substantial progress so where we saw some months Last year, about 55% of people were giving up rather than report, which was completely unacceptable. Those numbers came down to 19% at the end of March. There's an aspiration to get that uh, below 10%. Of course, the ideal number is zero. The Chief and I uh, agree on that, ideally. Uh, There will be times where peak demand will mean that some people will uh, choose to give up or there'll be other issues where people will will hear the message and go, actually, I will report that online. So absolutely not complacent made some tremendous progress already. We're seeing days where that call attrition on 101 is below 10% on a regular basis. Average waiting times are back below three minutes across the whole 24 hour period, which is good to see. Of course, in peak times, there will be uh, differences where people might wait a bit longer, uh, but we are working on that to flatten out that curve so that people can report things to the police uh, in a much quicker way. But some of the other interesting initiatives as well, we've got 12,000 people now signed up for My Community Voice, which is Kent Police's new two-way communication system for providing information to the public, but also receiving it from the public uh, as well. So it's a really positive uh, development uh, and good to see the emphasis moving away from traditional methods, just such as uh, Twitter, for example, uh, encouraging more public access to the police uh, in that way uh, is really, really good to see. One of the other interesting areas was uh, response, Uh, one of the areas that the independent inspection of Kent Police came up with where we needed to improve was around response to the public. Um, And it was good to see the Chief reported that in the last 12 months he's put 301 extra police officers into local policing teams so they are in a better place to respond to the immediate and high priority demands that response policing facilitates so well. Um, Our response officers are really important. Uh, They are at the forefront of of many issues. Uh, They are again another area where the public will probably have the most to deal with Kent Police. Um, So it was important that we invested in those teams, invested in those people uh, and it's good to see response getting that focus which is probably one of the areas which didn't Uh, under previous uplift programmes so in all public contact uh, from Kent Police the service is improving it's not yet where we want it to be consistently there will be a long-term plan that the Chief Constable will bring to me uh, where we will be able to see much much better performance maintained over a longer term the key will be the summer periods which is always the busiest time for policing but I've been given confidence and assurance that Those plans are now in place to make sure that we hold on to those gains, that we don't get back to a situation where more than half of people were hanging up. So some really good progress on public contact and more to come as well. Kent Police, where's your emergency?
1: Could you make a difference to someone in their time of need? If so, we want you to join our team as a contact handler. Based in our control room in Maidstone, you'll be the first point of contact, offering reassurance while staying calm under pressure. Being a contact handler will be the start of an exciting and rewarding career with a great package including training and fantastic opportunities to develop your career. To find out more and apply, search Kent Police Jobs. Kent Police, beyond the badge.
0: You may have seen in the press that the Metropolitan Police Commissioner Sir Mark Rowley has taken a decision that many of his officers will now not respond to some mental health calls. And it's important to make that distinction, some mental health calls. There's an initiative which is being rolled out nationally called Right Care, Right Person. It's based on a pilot scheme uh, which was really successful in Humberside. Uh, and I pay tribute to outgoing Chief Constable uh, Lee Freeman uh, and, the, and the PCCs up there who have done a, a tremendous job uh, in implementing something so important into their uh, local areas. The key principle is what it says on the tin, Right Care, Right Person. There are too many people who come to the police's attention due to mental health. About a third of Kent Police's time was spent dealing with cases involving mental health, which was diverting them away from dealing with victims of crime, matters of antisocial behaviour uh, and other things in your local communities, and that wasn't right. The police do have a role to play uh, in mental health. They have powers under the law which give them responsibility for mental health, particularly crisis Uh, where there is a risk to life, and they will be involved in other issues as well. So the the reasons why people go missing, for example, around uh, a quarter of those uh, instances is issues relating to mental health. So there is always a role uh, for the police to play, but what many PCCs and chiefs have been warning over the course of the last decade is that far too much of the demand which is coming in is not for the police. But the police will be picking up the pieces where there has not been provision put in place for the NHS, or where a crisis team is not available now it's taken a lot of work locally but kent police has achieved some really good results in that area they've reduced the number of people being detained under section 136 of the mental health act by over a half which is really good to see that means that more people are getting the right care from the right agency at the right time and that's involved some really tricky but really productive partnership working and the mental health trust locally have been staffing their teams. Uh, there's an advice line which officers can use before they take the decision to detain, uh, which is really helpful in making sure they're getting expert advice and guidance when dealing with these matters. But also the advent of more alternative places of safety too, where people could go instead uh, of having to be detained uh, for their own or the public safety. So we've got some really good partnership working here in Kent, which means that Right Care, Right Person in its most extreme sense, which is sending those notices to mental health providers that they won't be attending these issues anymore, hasn't been required yet. But in the Metropolitan Police, obviously this issue has become much more acute. For the Commissioner to say three months notice is significant because obviously he's struggling with traction from other providers and the service provision. Now he's doing this for the right reason, because victims of crime, antisocial behaviour, need the support of their local police force and too much of his officers time is spent dealing with those matters. Uh, It's unacceptable for that to continue. And some of the reaction to his decision uh, I think has been quite unacceptable, Uh, trying to blame the police for stepping away and this is a policing problem. And we really shouldn't be holding the police to account for something which is not within their responsibility. They are not the cause of this matter. They are not the cause of this problem. The NHS needs to provide the resources uh, and the attention to this matter so the police aren't picking up the pieces for their uh, lack of provision. And yes, of course, there are issues relating to uh, the implementation of the Independent Mental Health Act review, of which I was a part, of funding for uh, mental health services locally. And there'll be other things coming as well, uh, such as the ability to phone 111 and press option 2 for mental health which we're starting to see rolled out locally here in Kent. But I think the Commission has done the right thing. If he's not getting traction from NHS providers, it was important to focus their minds on an exit strategy. I wonder whether the August date will hold true. I wonder whether that is a a, a targeted measure in order to focus minds on an implementation plan of right care, right person. So that could move. Uh, It might well do. Uh, It may not. But it is important to recognise that action needs to be taken and the police are having to do this now because of the pressure being placed upon them. So it's wrong to hold them to account for issues within other agencies. Locally, we'll carry on working together with the Mental Health Trust to do it, uh, but I don't blame any other police force who feel like they have to go down this measure. We're a long way from parity of esteem between mental and physical health. You know, There are plenty of options of places you can go if you have a physical health issue. That's not yet the case with mental health despite the efforts of uh, successive governments and parties trying to deal with this matter. It requires a significant investment, it requires parity of esteem, it requires reform as well that we set out in the Mental Health Act review, it's, it's time that that is implemented uh, as well. <music> It's been Volunteers Week and I want to say a big thank you to all of the volunteers who work across Kent. That includes our special constabulary and our cadets, our community policing volunteers, Speedwatch, Southeast 4x4 Response, Kent Search and Rescue. Uh, There are so many. It's inevitable that in a long list where uh, I'm talking to camera I might miss one or two. But I don't want anyone to feel uh, that their contribution isn't recognised. We are so lucky to have so many of you. Uh, doing tremendous work on our behalf to keep our county safe and support the public. The one area of focus this week has been uh, independent custody visitors, which is a statutory scheme I have to provide as the PCC, but it looks after the rights and welfare of detainees in police custody, and they do a tremendous job of that. Uh, And here's a short video from Jim, one of our ICVs, about what that scheme means. Hello, my name's Jim. I'm a member of the independent custody visitor scheme for Kent uh icvs uh, as we're known as is uh probably the least one of the least known voluntary activities that uh, are undertaken uh, but it's vitally important work that we do uh, uh, we undertake uh, oversight scrutiny visits to custody suites in the county to ensure that people being held in custody are being treated with respect and dignity and are receiving all their rights and entitlements i think it's important that the there is independent oversight you know, uh, as humans we all tend to cut corners, so visits by ICVs are trying to pick up on things like that to ensure that standards are maintained at the very highest levels and that don't inadvertently slip. Rural policing has been a particular focus here in Kent for some time, uh, and I'm pleased to report back to uh, the community that uh, there is going to be some substantial changes coming, uh, an important investment uh, in supporting uh, our rural communities. I know that rural communities feel isolated. They feel that they don't get as good a service from the police as maybe they would wish. I have always pushed that crime is important no matter where it takes place, whether that is urban or rural. And I know that our specialist rural officers, response teams and others are trying their hardest to support both urban and rural communities. My engagement with the NFU and others uh, has led to some calls for extra resources and a greater focus on this area. Uh, And I'm pleased to report that we've seen that now implemented by the new chief constable, who is taking a refreshed view of rural crime and policing in Kent. So what we're seeing from the top level uh, is that the control strategy, which sets out the internal areas of focus and priority for the force, will now include rural crime, which is really good to hear. Uh, That's something that the rural community particularly were asking for. So I'm pleased that he has listened and he has delivered that. The rural crime team is going to expand as a result of the neighbourhood policing review. So when I uh, joined uh, as the PCC, when I was elected as the PCC, uh, we had one inspector, one sergeant and six PCs. With an uplift funded by council tax, that was increased by an extra sergeant and an extra six officers and a member of staff. Now on top of that, they're going to get seven PCSOs, so we've gone from a team Uh, of uh, 8 to uh, now an inspector, 2 sergeants, 12 PCs, 7 PCSOs and that member of support staff as well which is really important because that will help them focus on those areas of need the specialist support that they can give to rural communities as well as tackling crime and antisocial behaviour which they are incredibly good at Uh, they're a great team, really well supported uh, and it's good to see that they are being included within an expanded neighbourhood policing model that shift will be really really important But as the neighbourhood policing model itself starts to roll out, the transition has now begun. What you'll also see is police officers not attached specifically to the rural policing team, but they will be managing their own wards. So you'll have PCs named for every ward. So what you will have as the Chief Constable confirmed today is effectively rural beat officers. So you'll not only have the specialist team, you'll have the central focus and intelligence gathering and resource uh, allocation. Uh, but you've also got the rural beats being covered now by police officers which will be a fantastic resource for the community and then the schools officers who'll be working with our rural as well as the urban schools too. So there's been a tremendous uplift in response for rural policing. The new Chief constable has listened and acted which I'm really pleased to see Uh, and I look forward to working with that expanded rural team uh, to make sure that rural communities do still feel valued and supported. Some of you may know I've been focusing a lot more attention on the platform next door doing question and answer sessions on there because we can reach a lot more members of the public uh, that way and there's been three sort of issues which have been coming up in particular which I was going to focus on uh, during this podcast uh, today Firstly is the issue of antisocial behaviour Now whilst we have seen antisocial behaviour numbers fall in the county uh, despite it being easier to report now Uh, We've seen those numbers drop which is good to see. We are still seeing um, though increases in motor vehicle nuisance which is a problem which has been flagged to me on Twitter, also on Nextdoor and also in my post bag uh, as well. So on two fronts, antisocial behaviour is going to be part of the force's targeted plan this summer. Uh, Safer summer is the plan which will roll out across Kent which will involve hotspot policing. Uh, of crime and antisocial behaviour across the county based on those issues which uh, need to be addressed. They will be looking specifically at violent crime, antisocial behaviour and road safety. So they are listening to what you have asked for and they are acting. So you said you wanted antisocial behaviour as a priority. Kent Police is going to make it a priority this summer, which is really good to see. It means that reporting it is going to be as important as ever so that if those targeted hotspot patrols are going to deal with the antisocial behaviour problems you have an issue with, they need to know about them. So please continue to support uh, this initiative by continuing to uh, report antisocial behaviour. You also have the option of what's called the community trigger uh, and that is a way in which you can report uh, to your local authority and say you want to review multi-agency review called the community trigger where you've reported three of the same type of antisocial behaviour incidents in the last six months. So you can ask for that review to take case and it brings people to the table to come up with a long-term solution to support it. So please report to Kent Police if it's a policing antisocial behaviour matter. If it's for the council, report it to them, but don't forget you also have the right to a community trigger. The next area was uh, funding um, around funding for policing. We're getting the message out that we've got more police in Kent now than ever before. Yes, we want more funding for policing in Kent. We are one of the 10 lowest funded police forces in the country. We're also one of the 10 lowest council tax rates in the country as well, uh, despite the action I've needed to take in order to support policing through the council tax. We are working with the government in order to address this through a fairer funding formula. So you see big metropolitan cities like London, Uh, and elsewhere getting significant injections of cash which other forces are not getting. That's not fair because we are right on the borders of London and the continent. We're dealing with London crime because we have criminals from London operating in our county. So it's only fair that we are uplifted in that respect and I'm lobbying the government to make sure that we've got the funding in place which is fairer for our constituents here in Kent. And finally there's been a couple of questions around standards and corruption. Uh, and what the force is doing in those respects so we have a good provision uh, of services I asked about it at the performance and delivery board today uh, where the chief confirmed to me he's happy with the amount of resources that he's putting into professional standards and there will be a small uplift uh, in order to support the increased demand because more people are now coming forward to report and make complaints Uh, that can only be a good thing in order to make sure that service standards are being met uh, and that those officers who we don't want in the organisation can be held to account. Their counter-corruption activity is ongoing as well to root out those officers uh, and they are seeing through the use of the whistleblowing hotline uh, some increase in demand as well. So it's important to recognise that the investment is being made in standards and in discipline but particularly in the team that is investigating it on all of our behalves and that they're putting resources into vetting as well to make sure that uh, is being kept up to date. So those were the three main issues coming up in my uh, in my question and answer sessions. Uh, I'm more than happy to answer any questions that people want to put to me. Uh, and I will carry on responding to those, both on the platforms that I'm doing the sessions on, but maybe I'll bring more of those uh, here for some uh, dedicated podcasting sessions. Kent
1: Police, where's your emergency? Could you make a difference to someone in their time of need? If so, we want you to join our team as a contact handler. Based in our control room in Maidstone, you'll be the first point of contact, offering reassurance while staying calm under pressure. Being a contact handler will be the start of an exciting and rewarding career with a great package including training and fantastic opportunities to develop your career. To find out more and apply, search Kent Police Jobs. Kent Police. Beyond the Badge.